Welcome to Perry Mason Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that chapter four, another illustrious name of creativity. We are, uh, or should we call it the, I guess really the mid-season. The, the midway point? Yeah, I don't want to call it like a mid-season finale. It's HBO. We go straight through. Yeah. There's no pauses There's or no anything. finale, I guess, other than the. Finale. Terrible potential of EB. You know, potential? I, I think. Hey, you never know. You never know. They ain't showed him dead yet. Ain't this ain't Game of Thrones, dead. boys. Uh, he's gone. Like well, he's gonna be on. Well, our, here's the uh, thing: Game of Thrones would have gone ahead and give us the gave us the verdict. It wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't leave you hanging. Stannis begs to differ. All right. <laughs> we, uh, towards the end, the uh, show writers. I'm I'm rioting if John Lithgow is out for the rest of the episode. We'll get ready to riot because uh, we got oh, his dead body, that. and that's about it. Come on, man. Come on. No, I mean, and they did a pretty good job leading up to it, and like Jake called it kind of right there before it happened, but. I yeah. didn't think he had gotten that bad. When we saw him slide the chair, and Jake's like, oh, he's going to hang himself. I was like, oh, shit. There it comes. Man, like, we went back to The Outsider. I was sitting there thinking, this is darker than anything we saw on that show. <laughs> yeah. We had a thing that ate grief. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. I don't know. I, I, we had, we knew Perry had to come into this. We can see EB's been sick and yep. in trouble. So, it, it may be multiple things leading to this. Yeah. Not that, just his practice falling apart. The thought of going to prison. Uh, uh, he's evidently disbarring. in pretty good debt. You know, yeah. he basically, if he got disbarred, he would be ruined. You know, he would be on the street because he. Well, I, mean, I think it's going to be because he said a grand larceny. So I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be facing some prison time along with the disbarment. Yeah, I think he had a few options. He gave him. He was right. like jail problems. I'll dig up some of your issues. Yeah. Disbarring. Or she pleads. So and seventy-four years old. I mean, that's what it is. Whew. But I, I mean, it still leads to she's got no counsel. Now we can officially say that we had some people that uh, we can't officially us. say that we, he could still be alive. I still have hope. I still have hope. Keep holding your breath. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you never. All right. Well, let me ask this question: the episode itself. How does it? How does it compare? Was it a good episode? Does it? How does it rank? What are you thinking? Honestly, I'd say this is as close as we've gotten to a filler episode. I would agree with you 100%. Until the end, where we get some of the stuff with Enos when they're walking through, oh, yeah, retracing the, elk, the steps. The Elk Club. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Elk's Lodge or whatever. And then the stuff with EB. I mean, it's not that I didn't enjoy the rest of the stuff that we saw in the episode, but it, once again, I'm, I'm a little more concerned about the Sister Alice stuff. Like, that Which, she is background. You know? Yeah, it's kind of what you feel like. But they use a lot of time of the show on her. But it doesn't seem that her role is all that important. Has anything to do with the murder other than keeping attention on the kid. On Emily. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. You know, I'm not sure I care, I guess is my thing. Um I mean the actress is killing it. Everything they've shown so far is good. I just, I'm just curious, why is it so involved in this this series? Well, they they definitely made a point this episode, yeah. they, they, you know, to keep her fresh and hot topic, as they whatever you want to say. I mean, everything from the box of snakes to the press conference at the end, you right? Know, that was so the well elder going too. bananas. And that's the thing; it's not like I'm not interested in enjoying what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure I care about what's going on as it does, as it pertains to the case. Yeah, like to me, it's detracting from the case, but we feel like somehow they're going to intermingle and there's going to be an aha or whatever moment. I definitely think that's the case. I mean, we now we know 
that uh, Emily's husband, what was his name? Uh, Michael Dotson. Is no. it Michael? No. Here we go again with our terrible names again. <laughs> God, we're bad with names. But anyway, Emily's husband is now going to testify against her. You know, So his dad has clearly, after the whole conversation about building this town, right. you know, has told him the new path, which is that we got to get her out of the picture completely. Yeah. Hook, line, sinker. Yeah. So Bagley, so I meant to say, but yeah. Um, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Matthew Dodson. Um, so, like I said, I, it's, I mean, it was one of those episodes where it's so better than anything else that we're going to be able to watch, especially right now. But <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it just didn't advance us anywhere. People have a bar. There's not, there's not one right now. Yeah. But, uh, it just didn't advance much plot line yeah. until the end. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, though. So it had some fantastic scenes. It had fantastic scenes as far as like the uh, basement autopsy. Oh, my. Well, yeah. even just leading up to that, when we're driving <laughs> up into the thing, yeah. you know, having a few uh, jokes like... Drinking once, rum in a bottle and like yeah, that. Yeah. Want to yeah. see the shoe? He's like, oh, this is y'all? Several yeah. good... I mean, the whole episode, of course, is normally well-written, but there's a few... We call out a few things that were... Just fantastic lines, yeah. You know, um... Well, how about the, the attention to detail this episode was phenomenal. I mean, like, we were we broke down, like, we're watching this, and we're showing, like, every set piece. There's not a car out of place. Like, the plumbing. Even I know that sounds strange to even say something like that, but even, like, the plumbing and sinks like that look very period. Well, like you said, all the sinks back then were wall-mounted. Yeah, ma- majority mm-hmm. of them were, you know, they came through the wall. And, you know, they did all those. Or they were actually mounted to the actual sink, in which even, mm-hmm. like, an EB's bathroom – you in his kitchen, you saw that the, those were mounted to the actual sink, and they're all cast iron, and so that's very period piece, and which is fantastic. But even the detail of Perry still having the muzzle burn on his chest, yeah. you know, post sex scene. I mean, like I'm sitting there going, and you said it out loud, continuity at its best. You know what I mean? And that's great attention to detail. I mean, I want to go and look up that rum they were drinking. I want to see if somebody went back and said, was that a popular brand? You know, I, I, you know what it, if that brand was that that logo was accurate and the whole nine yards. I, I right now after watching the steps, I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's on Money in the Bank. You know, oh, I'm sure. And then even the oven that EB turns <laughs> on the end, I'm like, that thing was a gorgeous oven. I've never seen anything like this no. in my life. That yeah. stove, the oven, everything. I was just yeah. sitting there marveling at the entire time. I was yeah. like, yeah, there's probably, there's probably people listening going, get out more, <laughs> damn it, you know? get out more in the the 30s. Yeah, I'll get out more. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first off, like if I had that option on HGTV. I'd probably be watching it just like everyone else says they do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good, good stuff, man. I mean, um, but I mean, I, to go with the continuity, we have the same shoe, you know, when a uh, chubby chaser is when he throws it in the <laughs> chubby no, chaser. The chick hey, was the chubby, chubby chaser. chaser. <laughs> well, she was the gold digger. I'm assuming yeah. with the amount of uh, money that probably came flowing that way. Uh-huh. But I mean, and then the beat down later on, and then we actually see the bruising on to uh perry and which looked, that's looked something authentic yeah. yeah i mean that's something you usually don't get in many shows how about emily's face oh my goodness she banged up son uh, when they're trying to beat the confession out of her obviously mm-hmm. um a few i mean once again lithgow yeah. crushing it in the scene where he's telling her she needs to plead oh my yeah. god just heart-wrenching he, he, god, he's a good actor man yeah. he underrated he he needs a I'm not afraid to say it. The guy put on an award-worthy performance. You think in four episodes you can get a supporting? I would hope so. I mean, to me, 
I mean, you think about it. I mean, you, he showed an older gentleman losing his salinity a little bit, you know, going through hard times, presenting all this stuff, trying to go into a situation like he's got the upper hand and constantly being knocked yep. back down. You know, the frustration. I mean, like the guy performed exactly how a person I would imagine would act if his age and his former stature yeah. mm-hmm. and going through this situation. Um, well, I mean, the him and Della scene when he's just trying to get the uh, the old files from yeah. thirteen to eighteen and just yelling at her and everything, and she's just handling it like. First off, both my ears work. Calm down, old man. Yeah, I'm six feet away. <laughs> Stop yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've done all this stuff for you and everything. And then like you just see him, like you said, just having a breakdown and melting. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? And not only that, the writing that comes with his character. I mean, like the great the greatest line of the episode in my mind, you know, the truth that doesn't wouldn't move wind chimes. Truth won't was move, it move wind chimes. Yeah. Yeah. Wind chimes? yeah won't, truth won't you know, move I mean or there, there was a couple of great one-liners in here. What do you say? Uh, innocence is uh, the some, blush of innocence. Blu- yeah. <laughs> oh my right god. Right this way, Pete. <laughs> yeah, old Pete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's. I mean, there's just good writing through well, the whole uh, some sequence of this whole episode. Really. I mean, even right after that, he goes, "Yeah, some dude hung himself with this belt." I'm just like, you took yeah. the dude. <laughs> you took the murder weapon and just used yeah. it like it's a okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I love Good. the sequence of the DA freaking out inside the bathroom. Oh, my yeah, God. Like complete, on the two no, that is, that's a good little clue is that basically it shows the DA is not a part of whatever the, the coop is. No. You know? Right. And then... I mean, just the whole bathroom scene, the, the clearing it out, just yeah, pushing like, all the doors open. Get the and, fuck out. Yeah. Did you wash I'm, your hands? I'm, I'm peeing, <laughs> sir. Pinch it off. Yeah. Uh, Which also, that is not proper Corona hand-washing technique. Hey, you got to put some soap on there. 20 seconds, man. Come on. And you need to dry those bad boys. Yeah. Yeah, really. um, no, I just I, I enjoyed that sequence. You're right. I think it showed that the DA is not involved mm-hmm. in the murder kidnapping. Um, and possibly not the... Holcomb. Holcomb detective, yeah. Uh, I'm going Enos, back on. Forward. We already know. Yeah. All right, well, let me let me let me let's pause right here. First of all, I want to say we got a crap load of emails after the last episode. Some majority of them are very positive, but yeah. we did have several people who came and told us that you know you could tell they were true fans of the original show. Yes. Okay. And so, as a person who's only seen Perry Mason a couple times when I was very young. Never, never been a watcher. Didn't know anything about it. I don't think any of us really were Perry Mason people growing up. I think it was before us. Not sure I've ever seen an original episode. Anyway, I, be honest, I didn't so, know there was this was a remake until y'all told me like a week before <laughs> we started. So, so uh, if you haven't turned us off already, thank you for <laughs> listening. But anyway, what I'm getting at, what we learned is is that you know Holcomb is a primary character of the original series. Mm-hmm. Drake is a primary character of the original series. Della is a primary character. You know, and so these are three characters that if you were a true fan of the original, you're going to suspect that these are the three people that are going to continue through with this series. So you thinking that Drake is going to definitely die by the end of this uh, was a terrible misfortune. Uh, Yes, yes, pretty much, yes. (laughs) Because I think that's one of the main reasons I got so many emails about Drake is, oh, you know, it looks that way, but you're effing wrong because Drake was... (laughs) Because Drake, evidently in the original series, is, is truly the P.I. for Perry. You know, so they, you know, instead of becoming a street cop, he becomes Perry's P.I. He is what he is now okay. in this series. Here's the thing, though. And kudos to all the people, and thank you for all the emails for the people that are old and Perry all the great, fans and stuff like that. Yeah, all the great reviews and but everything. But understand that, like, I'm enjoying the show 
as just, just the show as what it is. Yeah, same here. Assuming with no prior knowledge of the original show, mm-hmm. so it's like the fact that y'all thought Drake would die, um, it, even though I didn't think he would die, it wasn't because I knew he was in the old show and was a continuous character. I just didn't think he would die. So I, I, I want to keep looking at it like that. Oh, I do too. I want to think that Della's not impossibly, you know. Which, we, hey, we got a lot of Della information this episode. Yeah, so as a person who didn't watch the original series, I want to. I want our listeners to email us and tell us, okay, my, my, I guess my burning question is, is that was Della in a, was this a community home? Was this a... Um, I think this, or is, was this a family house that had all brothers and sisters? Or I'm going to go with no on the brothers. I'm and just sisters. saying, I, I'm, except for the woman in gloves. I mean, and of course, I'm going to ask the question: Is is that the the, the homosexual, you know, the lesbian, what do you want to call it? Was that something that was part of the original? You know, I have a, I'm I have a, super doubting it. I yeah. super doubt it, considering the time frame of the original series. Uh, but I'm just, if it, it was not, what's your reaction to that? You know what I mean? Because uh, if they're changing that up for her character, that also makes me think that you don't know who lives or dies moving forward if they're willing to change the framework I mean, of the original show. I don't think that really show. changes anything from Della's original character. But I would just I, assume. Well, I'm not saying it does either. I'm just saying if they're willing to change things like that, they could completely change the whole concept of the show compared to the original is what I'm getting at. I'm betting that the original show put zero focus on Della's sexual life. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, I could be way off base. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm just assuming yeah. that that was not a focus back in the day. No. So, they can add and put stuff in however they want. Right. I mean, it's not like back in the day they were going to show Perry Mason having a rough sex scene with the Latin well, pilot, pilot next door. I, I don't think that they would show the Latin pilot having a rough sex scene with Perry Mason. Because he was doing nothing but getting obliterated the entire time. Yeah, yeah. agreed. agreed. He looks much the worse for wear. Yes. Those bruises weren't from the the chubby chaser. Those were from her. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, you know, I don't don't want to focus on my lack of and or anybody else's previous knowledge of the original show. Oh, I agree. Because I'm just trying to focus on the show as a, just a, a, a new, new viewer. Thing. Yeah, a new yeah. viewer. And I agree. I just, I wanted to highlight that it was very refreshing to get so many emails. The wonderful thing is, is that majority of the emails that they gave us, um, actually I'd say nine out of 10, you know, given, I don't know how many I got, uh, were, they corrected us or emphasized we need to do a couple things here and there more, but they were all very positive. So I really, really appreciate all you guys who came in. And please keep it up. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Under, please, please, everyone understand yeah. this. I know a lot of people keep saying, do your homework. We watch the show. And we come up here. And we immediately podcast it. And we come at it from this fresh perspective of not knowing anything about the previous show. Water cooler conversation. And right. I've even convinced them to stop watching previews, which I, I got to say, yes. huge thing. That's been that's been great. I'm not going to lie. That is, I, I used to be the guy who's like, I got to see what's the next preview, you know? But no, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. But I mean, uh, back to Lupe and everything, I think she's absolutely crushing her role. And then I think now, after having that scene where Perry is just kind of heartbroken about making sure that the Masons are remembered, and now that we potentially know what's going to happen to EB, I think we're going to see this farm sold. Her become, hopefully not a less prominent character, but... 
No, I don't. I don't see that possibly. Yeah, you're right. I can. I can see her buying this farm and everything, getting her away. freedom, and then right. him focusing on whatever he has to do to become an attorney. Right. To and finish I can see off. her like naming the new runway Mason. Yeah. Or something uh, like that. I definitely that. see there's going to be homage to right. them as well. I can uh, see that at the very end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like we see the plane come in and land. It's just like uh, Mason yeah. runway. Mason Airfield. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the thing is, what we assume is going to happen is he's going to end up selling the dairy to her mm-hmm. to fund his, his role as new attorney for um, Emily. Yes. Right. Now, my question is: Is that is is Perry uh, a licensed attorney? I gotta go with no. But. I'm gonna say no on this. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking about the era of you know you you had to be an attorney, disbarred, all that you know like that. Yeah, so you obviously have to pass a bar exam. Mm-hmm. Um. I so I have no idea how this is gonna work. Yeah. Short time frame for him to all of a sudden become a lawyer. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't really know. Right. Very curious. I I want to ask a question. The the girl that was with Della, you know, the, mm-hmm. hand the models, gloves. We're assuming the gloves. Are, are we like you're you're saying hand model? You know, we she pulled the gloves off. We see the nails done. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that's something she does to protect the nails? Because she was wearing gloves at the dinner table too when she was talking to the guy about headstones. But, I know? mean, that was also old time fashion. Is wearing those long sleeved gloves? Yeah, but they made a purpose. <sighs> they made like a point to show you when she's at the dinner table. She's wearing black mm-hmm. gloves. She's up here. She's wearing some Elton John, uh, Evil just, Knievel kind of. <laughs> it is you're, though. We are going to get an email about what you just said. Those Look, pants, Evil Knievel, yeah. just right on hey. Elton John, oh. and then the sleeves. Maybe Elvis, the onesie, you know. The Maybe. sleeves. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Elvis. I would he rocked say, that thing. All right. I would say Elvis as far as the pants, but Elvis wore more of like just the bell bottoms. Yeah. This is bell bottoms with slits I mean, cut in them with yeah. more. Silk so, and flash yeah. <laughs> and stuff. I mean, she was wearing this like she was going to go to bed in it. And yeah. like, that looks like a very expensive she, piece of clothing. Yeah. She looked like she was doing show ponies or something. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't understand. And this is the yeah. end of Blue TV. Yeah. Good talking to you guys. Yes. I mean, you tell me <laughs> what the hell she's wearing. Yeah, yeah. Like she needed a, I, I could not tell you. A sequined cowgirl hat. But, is what it's like if there is a listener who can tell us why she was wearing gloves, because of course my first thought was, is she a hypochondriac or something? Or, you know, is she afraid well, of germs? I mean, this kind of pre all that. I, my I, initial I was to cover when, the smoke so your hands didn't smell like it. I guess when she took the glove off and you see her hair nails are mm. finally painted and everything like that like oh she must be a hand model and she's protecting him totally could be off base i have no clue (laughs) obviously we think she's right there you know i mean i don't know know if y'all ever watched how i met your mother but it's like barney sleeping in a silk suit and just like always prepared for a situation that could arise but i don't know there's uh, odd odd attire on that one (laughs) going back to sister alice okay Epilepsy. Did not see that. Epile- well, I remember I mentioned yeah, the last. No, part. I thought I was like, it was epilepsy. Epilepsy so. seizure. Um, the how this resurrection that we're going, you know, the elders have now condemned and are wanting to give her lines and all that, you know. And oh, what a great line! I, you're lucky. I remember Robert Patrick's character, you know, um, mm-hmm. Herman. He was like, you, you, "You vacated your seat, and now you're, you know, you're in the regular." He's like, "I'm done being a rube." You know, that's something yeah. like my Surprise grandfather I'm, used to say. Surprised I'm allowed in the building. Exactly. Uh, gr- great line choice. Great word choice. Uh, another great spot by the writers. Um, 
Okay, so what is the angle here for this resurrection? Okay, um, so I'm, I'm really curious what y'all's opinion on this. I was on Reddit and I sent y'all a link. I forgot who actually posted it. I will go back and uh, put it in our thing so I can give you proper credit. But the one cool thing I saw was it was just kind of a random baby, and Baggerly is in on it. And then that's how there's going to be a resurrection is he's actually getting his grandchild back. And then that's why they didn't really care what happened to quotations, young Charlie. And then he's able to get some of his money back. So you think that the, it was a swaparoo that wasn't this is an actual old swaparoo, kid. And then that's why she's able to have this epiphany or speech from God saying, I can resurrect Charlie. And that is the best thing that I've been able to read or come up through from all the research that I've been doing. We discussed this, what was it, last episode? About them seeing the baby and having that emotion that, you know, they lost their child. I mean, wouldn't you recognize your own child, even if it had its eyes sewn open? Yeah, I know I would. You know, that's just me. I mean, like, even at that age, it was an old enough and large enough baby to say that it, you could see the distinctive feature to say, or so on. So I have a hard time with that. I, as a person with no kids, if it's a I, switcheroo, I'm gonna say it's weak. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm almost be say I'd be disappointed. I would that, be. I would be because that would it would it would seem weak at best. As a you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, I just thin, to me thin. because they don't really look at the baby. It's just like why are its eyes open and it's not crying? You know, she. They weren't looking at the kid as much as just like, oh my God, well, this baby's dead. The only thing that's going good for that is, is is that the angle they're playing Sister Alice right now mm-hmm. is her character is falling on the dagger of this resurrection. Yes. Okay. And so if we don't have something that's probative with that, that is case related, then her whole storyline kind of is falling flat in my opinion. You know what I mean? Or they're gonna have to come up with something else because for you know two episodes now we're we're talking about the big landmark of her saying we're gonna resurrect you know Charlie Dotson, and so if it's if we're not doing that, then why are we focusing on her character for that point alone? It's a good point. I think she, like I said, will end up being just the vessel that is exposing the elders, you know, the old codgers. Yeah. That run the church and keeping Emily close to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because that's what they're trying to do. You know, that's what Baggerly's so pissed off. He's like, every time she goes to see Emily and it spits on my preaches his innocence, mm-hmm. you know, her innocence. Yeah. Or her innocence. It shits all over Baggerly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, they're just trying to. I could, I could see Sister Alice is, like I said, just. The, the doorway in for the elderly part, for the elders part, and for Emily. Which, I mean, her speech at the very end, like where she's getting ready, she's going to co-sign with all of it and everything. They can't hear her, so she keeps moving up a little bit more. Then the dude comes screaming through the crowd. Yeah. Man. I got a little terrified for her. I'm not going to lie. And then you just see it's just a blanket. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know. It could be something more of the whole... I'm going I'm to I'm throw a wild one out here for you. Do it. Is that Baggerly knew of his son. All this happened prior to giving birth to Charlie, okay? And for all you know, Charlie is fine and dandy, and the baby they've had was never Charlie. 
you know, and then when he finds out, you know, this has all been part of a plan to get rid of the wife or, you know, have their own, their own boy to boy to boy. You follow, I mean, like there's a cheaper way to get rid of the wife than a hundred thousand dollars. I would agree. But if you're, if you're paying for yourself, you know, maybe he's behind his own kidnap of his grandson, which is not actually his grandson. You just pay the cop 10 K. Yeah. I, I know. Like I said, I'm just trying to think of another yeah. way to, how do you get this out of the way? And all I don't know. Yeah. It just, I'm drawing straws here when it comes to it. Yeah, I have no idea. Because I'm, I'm trying to come up with the idea of the resurrection of the baby. Like, how do you come up with the real Charlie Dotson being alive? You know, or is this all just part of Sister Alice's demise, you know, in well the process be. of the show? Does that mean, for all you know, this is... It's a weird thing to put into the show. But I would agree. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, you know... I, I'm not sure, you know. Like I said earlier, for all you know, half these elders are part of a satanic cult on on the backside, and they're the ones who sewed this kid's eyes open for whatever. I don't know, but I don't think it's that. I mean, they made a point this episode to mention that they sewed his eyes open to make it look like he was alive and well. Yeah, I mean, they, they verbalized that in the episode. Try to score more time. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, it's I'm really struggling with the whole resurrection thing. Where they're going with it, I guess. I think we all are. And I mean, I have faith they're going to tie it all together. I don't know if we're going to be happy about it, but whatever. Yeah. With the writing that we have. And I think the last main thing I want to talk about is how do we feel about Perry's play with Enos? Once he sees him at the social club and everything, we get another fantastic line of, Hey, is fidelity a deal breaker or uh, (laughs) old Pete? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing that went through my mind when I read my first email that talked about Drake being like the PI for mm -hmm. Perry Mason, I was like, no, Pete's not going to make it, man. (laughs) My new, my new trying to murder everybody in the show. (laughs) Need a little Um, bit more depth. Look to me, to me, it's one of those things like these good shows like that. You're going to have to have heartbreak, you know, and, you're going to fall in love with some character. We just murdered EB. Like, exactly. Slow down. Okay, I'm just telling you. Just my, my no thoughts. No one is safe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's HBO. We knew that going right. in. Exactly. The original. Anyway, great lines by Pete and stuff. Um, but like me personally, like as soon as I see Enos in there, I'm out. Like, I'm not trying to make myself know. I'm right there with you, Cash. I, like, I wouldn't let him know that I know that you know I've made a connection. Yeah, but sometimes you put people under pressure and they make mistakes. I got you. I, I got you. But I could see that if it was the roles were reversed. If you were the cop putting the pressure on a bad guy. But this is, he's not a cop. Yeah. I mean, he's already made the mistake of beating Emily to a pulp. And it did nothing. Yeah, but understand, though, that there's... They see the the passageway. Mm-hmm. The only way they could have got out of the building. Skywalk, yeah. Yep. To the skywalk. It leads to the Elks Lodge, which leads to this auditorium. And the only person in the whole room that has any attachment to the case is Enos. Oh yeah, I mean it's a it's a but, huge breadcrumb. There's no doubt. Yeah. You, you still got to. We still have the autopsy, even though it's fake, and we're trying to get the second one in there. You're still going against that. You've got the entire police force. You already know how you got the evidence is going to deny ever giving it to you. So I mean, with as good as it looks from our perspective, in real life for them. It's not good. It's not a case cracker by any means. Like, EB was right with all this. It's just like, how do I use it? Yeah, I understand. But also remember the focus is to find the fourth man. Yes. This episode. So it's like, if that's the person you see, and it only makes sense, kind of how it would all 
you know, well, like he's the only person that's tied to the case. I mean, yeah, maybe you go put pressure on him. I hope he makes just, he's a so scared, dangerous. You know, yeah, mistake. I, mean, I see what you're saying. It's just Enos is just so dangerous from what we've seen. The threats we know he's going to back all of it up. That's not yeah. the one I would be trying to put pressure on the crack. I guess. Agreed, but Perry doesn't know he's threatening people necessarily. I, I feel like he's been in that city long enough and dealt with Enos yeah. and Holcomb enough. Because even when uh, in the first or second episode, when Holcomb tried to pay him for the one tip about the cop and everything, yeah. like Enos immediately shot up and kind of bu- tried to bully Perry throughout all that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I hope, like I said, hopefully it's just like kind of backing someone into a corner and they make a mistake. No, I mean, I see what you're going with and I like it. I just, I don't think it's going to go that way, but I hope it does. Yeah. Time will tell. Yes. Time will definitely tell. And then is there anything else that we missed or? Um, you know, I'm sure we did. We always do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like, I mean, of course you had, you know, the the finding of the body and, you know, the second hot topic, like you mentioned, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and it's going to be curious, you know. Is it just me, or does a black bar make it look worse than it really is? Yeah, and yeah. Just like, uh, no. With him, the black bar was definitely the right idea. And yeah. I struggled for a good two minutes trying to figure out who these two old codgers playing golf were, thinking mm-hmm. like that I had seen them before. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, like, like there were just two random people. Who are these people? And it's like, oh, they're just random. There's the schlubs that happen to walk onto a body. Yeah. Which, Could you imagine what that body was smelling like after sitting on, sitting in a sandbox, sand trap in the hot sun all day? Well, yeah. And after as being a, in his basement, for, as a person who has worked on a golf course for years and been around like that, sand only amplifies. Oh, it's like so a that, clay oven right that there. body. Yeah. They it wasn't no. I'm willing to bet that thing had a fragrance on it before you even got near the sand trap. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> still not a golfer to this day, but. I would be even worse with those golf clubs, just seeing like how they looked and everything, and then that. Hey, that's how they were, man. Arrow sling. <laughs> those Tommy Armor specials. <laughs> oh, that's right, man. <laughs> Careful with those. Yeah, those were. That's back in the day. We had the tiny guy, the bag carry seven, seven or eight clubs. Not like they do now. I mean, what do they carry now? Like nine? Oh, if not more. Really? Uh, let's see. It's three through nine. So that's like six. Three Sometimes woods three woods, and a trouble putter. wood, trouble a putter. Wood. Are you just making up clubs now? No, I, I've literally played golf once in my ten life. Clubs. Okay, so yeah. not too much more. Yeah, shot yeah. the worst scramble actually. Yeah, it was in a high school golf tournament. Turned in the card, and the people thought I was lying. Shot a 161 on a four man scramble. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, went through a uh, bucket of balls. You weren't playing golf. You were playing goof. Oh, it was. Well, it was yeah. me and a buddy who had never played a round of golf. Another guy who had played two rounds, and then we had uh, one guy who was like you're the golf course thirteen over nightmare, like average. <laughs> oh yeah, you should have lied. Um, <laughs> well, we tried to, and never go back. And we've derailed. No, right. yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't think there's anything on this episode. Uh, like I said, I think you're right. Uh, of the four episodes, I think this is the closest to fillerish. I mm-hmm. guess you'd say, but. Still good. Still enjoyed it. And, you know, I guess the next episode we're going to see the fate of EB and where we go from here. But the fate is dead. As always, guys. Trying to hang on for Cope here, okay? Um, as always, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Email. Like, and the email's been great. God, Lord, the email's been fantastic. Um, and, again, thank you for so many great uh, reviews on iTunes. And if you haven't done that yet, please do so. Um, Five stars. Is, 
it has definitely definitely helped us out a bunch. Um, it's put us top of the search engine, which is fantastic, and uh, you know, it just helps our that's our paycheck. And so we really appreciate it. But I think we're gonna call it a night for Perry Mason. So this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake, and I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.